My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors, and today I'm here with Raymonda Richardson. Hi, Ray, how are you? Hi there, Denise. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. No, no, it's good to have you. What I've got to say, where's the accent from? Where are you originally from? Uh, so I'm originally from Lithuania, and I've lived in the UK for uh, over 20 years now. Um, so the accent, yeah, unfortunately, is still there, but <laughs> unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah, long may it continue. I, everyone who knows me well always talks about how I've got a thousand different accents. So I've lived all over the world and have picked up bits from everywhere, and I say different things in, to different people in different accents, and it makes people go mad. So <laughs> I, anytime I pick up an accent, I'm like, "Ooh, where are you from?" Lovely. So. Yeah. Ray, what's your business called and what do you do? So my business is called Force for Events Marketing Agency and I, um, we supply um, communication and um, event marketing and event strategy um, services to um, sort of small to medium sized businesses who um, want to grow through events, so who run events regularly. That sounds like a business that may have been quite affected by Corona. So, how has it been affected? Tell me everything. <laughs> what ha What's happening with the business currently? Uh, yes, so it has been quite a bit affected. Um, physical events are obviously have 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 obviously been uh, cancelled and not uh, taking place at all. Um, so that's that's had a quite a big effect, I suppose. But um, I've, um, I've pivoted the business uh, as soon as lockdown happened, really, because as soon as sort of the big exhibition places started closing um, around the world and places, and uh, it just kind of became apparent that I needed to do something. Um, so I dove sort of headfirst uh, into the virtual events um, arena and uh, sort of did loads of training and webinars and, and attended a load of um, virtual events mainly abroad, sort of America um, way, um, but of course it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's all virtual. Uh, it can be worldwide, but um, but America seems to be sort of quite a bit ahead with the virtual um, event scene. So, um, so yes, so I kind of got exposure through um, through the different systems um, for that and I got a taste for it and I just absolutely loved it, love it now actually. Um, so business is going really well and, um, and yeah, I'm helping loads of companies um, with their events virtually. And giving them confidence in that yeah it must be it must be partially about you providing this new service but also about teaching the business the new service and how to feel comfortable with it and confident and and how you know yes this is a new thing but actually it brings something completely different to the business is that how it's kind of been Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like um, everyone obviously just jumped on Zoom and then it was Zoom fatigue and everything to begin with. So uh, it was kind of uh, trying to um, give the confidence, as you say, to, to the business owners um, that you can have events virtually um, and not necessarily on Zoom either um, because Zoom fatigue is a real deal. Uh, it does happen. Um, so it's kind of giving giving them the confidence and the sort of encouragement and just being that kind of helping hand where whenever they've got an inquiry or need help with anything. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I can, I can empathize with the zoom fatigue at the beginning of the lockdown. I did all of my podcasts on zoom and I did meetings with clients on zoom, you know, 
sporadically, but there was a, a lot more of my business was face to face and a lot more of it was on, you know, emails and stuff like that. So you know, I didn't do a lot of meetings over Zoom because not many people did really. But then I started doing workshops on Zoom and all of my client meetings were on Zoom and I was just spending all of my day on Zoom. And I definitely got to the stage where I was like, oh, quite enough now. So I, don't, I do less at the minute and I'll you know, start workshops again soon. But at the minute, it's very much a paired back work and I'm going on holiday for a week next from tomorrow and you know I'm chilling out throughout August and then start the fire again in September but I completely empathize with people who are zoomed out so what sort of um, events have you been organizing or helping to organize for businesses what sort of things are out there for people so there's a whole host of events really but I've mainly been working on a lot of webinars um, and also a few conferences as well sort of um, three um, hundred delegates and above um, so that's been really exciting as well so that's kind of a, a whole um, well I suppose a, a whole conference in in the virtual scenario so you have sort of headline speakers you have webinars you have networking rooms um, chat um, sort of cafe, networking cafes and places as well breakout areas so so that's been sort of on the larger scale um, which has been really mind opening <laughs> in terms of experience and engagement and generation for the audience. Um, and on the smaller scale, uh, sort of webinars and workshops um, has been quite a few as well. So that's really exciting. Um, and the other one is um, I've got a regular a client who's got a regular event um, that takes place every couple of weeks. Um, and, um, and they're essentially sort of network driven. Um, but they're, in the physical sense, they've um, they were sort of a co co-working community event that was happening um, all throughout Thames Valley, um, and um, and they've gone virtual obviously since since lockdown started, and it's been really exciting to sort of see them grow and, and establish as well. And they've just launched like an educational stream um, skills development sessions within the event um, to kind of just bring the engagement a bit a bit more to, into the audience and, and get get sort of the that in D numbers up and things um so it's been really exciting actually I just loved it I just love everything about events and now it's virtual I don't even have to leave my house <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is so I love I do enjoy that side of it and I love that I can reach uh, a wider audience and help you know many people from across the country and I love that side of it I really do but I cannot wait to leave this house tomorrow morning I am definitely done I mean I've changed to a virtual screen today which is great I've learned how to do that but um I currently live in what I affectionately call a squat because we were due to renovate our house in April and obviously we went down into lockdown in March so we have no carpets we have I mean we do actually we, we've got some put in in lockdown downstairs because we just we knew we were going to be in lockdown for months so we just put new um, cheap carpet in but you know we couldn't live like that through lockdown but we have no carpets anywhere we have no wallpaper you know everything's falling apart because the whole house is being renovated and I just need to get out of this house so fingers crossed this place to start again in October but um yeah yeah first of October first of October <laughs> yeah that's what I've got booked in for so fingers crossed that all works out 
so how have you found personally for yourself being in lockdown in at home all the time how has it affected you um it's been quite emotional and just uh, mentally challenging with the kids at home uh, i've got two little ones four and uh, eight and um and yeah it's been really quite stressful at times uh, but i've been quite lucky um, well lucky um to be able to shut away myself for a few hours a day um in in the study and uh, i've changed my working hours a little bit just to kind of work around the kids a bit better so i sort of get up really early in the morning i work most evenings when they go to bed and it's kind of just been trying to manage and, and multitask and juggle as much as possible really so, but yeah yeah, I feel your pain on that. My children are a little bit older, so they're 11 and 13, and they have been relatively good with doing all of their schoolwork and stuff, but I always worked from home on my own. So I didn't have my husband here. I didn't have the kids here all the time. You know, obviously in school holidays, the kids were here more, and sometimes my husband would work from home and stuff like that, but five days a week, constantly hearing, I'm hungry, she's looking at me, you know, Denise, do you know where my stapler is? And it's just, and I'm just all day going, ah, just want to get on with work. So for me, it's been that kind of not having any me time, not being alone, not being able to just get on with my work. I can kind of like being in the tunnel and that doesn't happen, sadly. But yeah, otherwise it's been, I've been like you, I've been really lucky that I work for myself and I can rearrange my hours and say to clients, you know, over this period of the day I'm not going to be contactable but you know I am any other time and all of that you know I've been really lucky it's not like I'm a nurse and I have to go out the door and you know no one to look after the kids and all of that stuff so yeah. you know I appreciate I have been one of the lucky ones but I'm definitely mentally exhausted now yeah no I'm there as well absolutely <laughs> yeah it's lovely to be on summer holidays and not feel bad about them watching television. I must say that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My kids definitely have been babysat by Netflix throughout lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Yeah. So yeah. are you going to, are you going to manage to have any holidays over the summer yeah. holidays? Yes, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling very grateful and privileged, I guess. Um, Cause I set my a personal sort of milestone in a way uh, at the beginning of um, this year and I sort of said that one of the things I want to do this year is have August off um, entirely. Um, it was just been something that a business, uh, a, a woman in business mentioned to me a couple of years ago, and I've just been in awe of her that she was able to do it. And I was like, actually, I could, if I really put my head to it, I could really try and do this. Um, so, so I was so determined the whole of lockdown. I was like, no, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I don't, I don't care about all this disruption. I need to tune out. So actually, yes, I'm, I'm literally shutting down tomorrow and I'm going to have a proper unplug all my social media to sort of tune everything out and just, just have a recharge. So I'm really excited about that. That sounds amazing. I did that last year, actually me and the kids we went over to Spain we spent the whole of the summer over in Spain in this lovely little um, place and we had friends come over and my husband come over for bits and stuff like that but it was just us three and then everyone else kind of sat lighting around us and we went to this there was no English people there it was just Spanish people and we just oh, mooched lovely. about and it was just amazing and I did 
I mean, I maybe did little bits of work, but I did virtually nothing and it was glorious. So what's inspired you to, to do this? What do you plan to do in the August? Uh, so we're hoping to go away for 10 days in, um, uh, to France. Uh, it's only by car, so we're kind of hoping we, you know, yeah. everything will Fingers be Fingers crossed. I don't know. Um, but we are, we're hoping, and it's just sort of a, a Eurocamp-style holiday. So again, you just kind of stay in the caravan, your own company. So we're hoping that it will all be okay um, by the time we get there. But um, before beforehand, it's really just having days with the kids and not feeling guilty about having to work or be on on you know answering any kind of emails any kind of deadlines and things just just having that kind of space to just really be in the room with them rather than feel like they're in the way or you know they kind of wish that they'd have something else to do all the time it's just been really tiring yeah go and get your own (laughs) snack leave me alone Yeah. yeah can I have chocolate can I have this you kind of you get to a point where I was like, just have whatever <laughs> yeah I know I think I got to that stage at like day three or something I was like I don't care just anything leave me alone yeah definitely I think all of my um my nose all of my you're not eating chocolate at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're you know, and you've already had you know a packet of crisps and all of that literally went out of the window so early into lockdown that I just I think I'm probably it's probably going to flip over and when we go on holiday next week I'll probably be like no you're having fruit and you're having vegetables no you're not having you know a chocolate bar or an ice cream or something like that and everyone will be like I'm on holiday (laughs) yeah but yeah definitely empathize with the uh, losing control of the normal parts of life yeah, no, I, I, I had minds of when I, when the lockdown was just announced, I, I was following this group, something to do with lockdown in, um, in Facebook, on Facebook. And, um, uh, and one of the things came up that, cause, cause when the kids are bored, they always just want a snack, don't they? So, um, there was one mum that posted sort of like a, a chores versus rewards kind of board. Type oh, of brilliant. Board type of thing. And uh, yeah, that lasted for about a week. I was like, this is way too intense. <laughs> I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't see that because I'd have probably thought, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I just just lost my mind with them constantly <laughs> saying, oh, do I have to do it? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, definitely not. So where can people find you if they need help with an event? Uh, so I'm out on LinkedIn as Raymonda. And I have a website called force uh, number four events.co.uk. And I'm on Facebook as well, force for events. Um, so really any, anywhere, just type in force for events and, and I'll be your force. <laughs> um, basically. So, so the, the kind of the, the idea behind the company, um, is to bring bums on seats and this is virtually or physically to any event, um, primarily corporate or b2b events is where my sort of um ideal clients lie i suppose but um i've been working on sort of fundraisers and and places like that as well so um so yes it's been been really exciting do you niche into a certain kind of business or how do you how do you work it uh no actually i haven't so the niche is events it's really any any business that's looking to either do events regularly or are doing events regularly and just need that boost of 
audience, either engagement um, to attend more of, of their events or maybe revenue boost. So they may be run, been running free events. Uh, certainly during lockdown, that's just been an ongoing thing because everybody's just always oh, virtual. So it's not costing anything. Well, um, so I, I kind of come in and sort of I, I coach and advise um, companies how you can make money out of your virtual events um, and how to um, sort of bring that value really to a point where somebody is you know, willing to pay. Um, money and, and things and, and it, just because it's online doesn't matter doesn't mean that it's not costing your time and energy and effort and preparation and, and everything else so so that's been really a sort of key thing key message during lockdown for sure yeah i completely agree we held a lot of um free events at the beginning of lockdown and continued that for um quite a while and it was really good but i can guarantee it took up a lot of my physical and mental time and a lot of my partner business partner Claire's time as well organizing it and setting it up and sending out the links and all of that so yeah there is nothing free in life so I, I completely uh, feel for all the companies that don't have the confidence to to monetize something that actually they're bringing value to so yes I agree with that so how do you physically provide this service is it would it would it have been a face-to-face -face client meeting strategy plan before? Is it now like a, a Zoom call meeting or do you physically do the work for them? Uh, so it's a variety of, of all of the above, actually. All of the th things you mentioned, it really depends on the project and the, what the client needs. So I work with some clients where I provide sort of more strategic level support where they have junior staff to sort of do more of the um, implementation side of things um, but I support them from sort of like I suppose the, the management and and the the um, sort of um, kind of giving them a path and, and a strategy of um, of where they should be going and what they need to do and I sort of constantly review the results and, and see how how the engagement is going um, I work with clients where I um, I have a, a um, I outsource um, some some sort of like VA support and, and things through, and um, then we support them on sort of their social media, um, day to day management, um, any kind of content writing, copywriting, and so on. And then um, I I kind of sit there more from the strategic and, and planning point of view. So that's where my sort of skill set is um, best pointed at. It's kind of really just find out the exact objectives what you're trying to achieve how we can get there what needs to happen what you know what the event hook is what kind of um message who is the audience where do they hang out and just kind of package it all up and and guide the company through through the process so what got you into this sort of business have you always been in events or is there a path that's led you here I've always been in, in business uh, B2B events, actually. Yeah, I've probably about 12 years now, um, but I've been in a, stuck in a corporate bubble for a while um, during my career. And, um, and sort of an opportunity came up um, when I got pregnant with my second child, actually, um, that I sort of thought I need to step away from this because corporate world is quite intense. It was quite... Um, uh, well, it was quite, I suppose, organized for me. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't nine to five by any means. It was a lot of weekend work, a lot of sort of working on um, 
events uh, abroad even you know for long periods of time and it just wasn't suited my young family um, and and my career goals anymore really so um, I kind of was reevaluating um, my priorities um, and uh, and it kind of just I suppose just happened I just started freelancing and offering sort of project support um, and I was lucky enough to have my past employer to give me a few projects um, sort of he here and there and and then it just kind of went from there um, I, I sort of started off um, wasn't in events at all I started off in in just kind of offering general marketing services to anyone um, but as, as many businesses, um, when they start offering everything to everyone, um, kind of comes a point where you um, start feeling like it's not quite working for you and you, it might, might be beneficial to niche. Um, so, and a penny dropped actually, I was helping a school fundraiser event um, and uh, I was handling their communications, which is essentially what my role has been in corporate world for the past 10 years before that um but i just never saw it as a as a way of being able to uh make money or or anything when sort of when i'm on my own um so i i sort of supported the event and it it, it received amazing results it got like 800 delegates in the first hour or something um like families and and school community people attending and it just it just where it just got me in such a buzz i was like i was missing this this is my calling this is what i want to do I, I love getting people excited and and just building that suspense and and just get getting people to somewhere and and just having a really big celebration so so that's been um that's been kind of a light bulb moment at that point and that's when i sort of niche to really provide event support services but corporate events is where my expertise is from from being within the corporate scene um that's where i know you know the ins and outs i've got many contacts within those so that's kind of felt the most secure place to go into uh or e area so yeah sorry it's a long way of answering your question there i think a long long way around no no i I'm kind of fascinated by it. I love, you know, I've been to so many conferences and so many kind of uh, workshops and events and, and all of that. But actually, because I've been so busy throughout lockdown, I haven't done any virtual things. And, I, I'm, and I'm thinking about all the corporate events that I've been to and kind of, you know, thinking about the, the breakout rooms and the, you know, the, 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 the smaller um, kind of uh, uh, speakers that i would have missed and you know i'd get to see all of them and you know and i love the idea that you can kind of there's a chat room and stuff like that i think it's a you know a great idea and it'd probably bring more to the room because you'd you know presumably if you've got you know 300 3000 30000 people it at the event they're all muted so you've just got that one person speaking so you actually get to hear it all and and you might miss something from not having that kind of friction of people asking questions or or not being able to read the room you might miss that but you wouldn't miss all of the knowledge that you're actually physically there for so i can see i can see that things are are going to be missing by the whole um virtual world but i think that what you gain from it is is more so i you know i really like that i think i'm going to have to look out for some events that i can kind of uh, get into while 
while they're all available how do you see it in the future do you think the world do you think we'll have more virtual things or do you think we'll go back to the face-to-face world the way it was before well, it's a really interesting question, and it's a question that I keep uh, being asked, actually, um, certainly as of late, now that things are starting to maybe open up and, and, um, and things. But it's, it, yes, it, things are going to change. I think that we, we will not go back how we were. Absolutely not. I think there's been so much um, technology embracement. You know, there's, there's never been um, such a reason, such a purpose to get to know how to use Zoom or run events on it or anything like that it has never been a drive for, for such an activity. Whereas now so many people have had exposure to it. There is no way they will want to go back. You know, the amount of time that people travel and get to places and spend money on accommodation, staying away from family, it just would not make sense anymore i think now that people have had the exposure um i think physical events absolutely are going to come back uh with the big bang i think um because there's obviously going to be a lot of people including myself and yourself <laughs> who will want to get out of their house um <coughs> and actually meet people physically and have a conversation and have that kind of physical connection um with somebody so that there is obviously market and, and it is going to come back really, really well. But I think virtual events are going to definitely get stronger, get better. Um, there's also going to be um, thing, probably a bit of both, a bit of virtual, a bit of physical. Um, so something called hybrid. Um, so for people who are maybe from a different country or can't make the commitment to attend a whole, you know, three day conference or something, there will be um, like a virtual package ticket that they can buy and, and engage with the content still, maybe not get all the networking, um, the, the physical networking face-to-face um, sort of value to it, but they, they will be able to attend it in, in the virtual sense, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to, to, even, to think about the future for any kind of business is quite fascinating at the minute because, you know, nobody kind of saw this coming. I mean, you know, I'm sure the scientists out there that are like I did, but you know, for us, Joe blogs, none of us kind of saw this coming. And we, and certainly when it did start coming, we certainly didn't see that we'd be where we are now. And we certainly can't see where we're going to be in the future. So it's fascinating to see all of these different things opening up that are going to be available to us that weren't available before or that people that would have been available, but people didn't feel they wanted it. And now everyone's like, yeah, no, I, you know, I love that. And I, there's, there was events that I would have loved to go to in America, but I couldn't commit to, you know, the travel all the time, blah, blah, blah. But now, you know, to be able to hook into that and not have to go over there, you know, it sounds absolutely idyllic to me. Exactly. Plus, having to deal with less Americans, I'm completely on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be your top tips for people getting into events business, running your own events business? How would you advise them to get into that sort of business? Uh, to actually run events or sort of communications or which bit of events because either or <laughs> okay um, so to start with events I mean I guess you just got to you've got to know your uh, client what you can do to them so what problem will you be solving what can you um, deliver on um, and and kind of do a bit of a trial potentially with a few sort of select companies or businesses um, and and just see how um, 
how it sort of accept, is expe accepted um, and, and what you need to tweak. It would be, it's useful to do a trial on a couple of um, sort of small scale type of thing. Um, maybe also build a community um, on social media just to kind of um, just see what the market is like and so on. Uh, the events, you know, they're, they're going to come back, the physical ones anyways, uh, they're going to come back with a boom and, um, e you know, everyone has been waiting, sitting patiently, skipping birthdays, skipping X, Y, Z, yeah. and they're going to want it all next year for sure. When, when the green light is hit, I think, yeah, the events are going to boom again. Yeah, it's my 40th next year and I suspect I'm going to go big for it. Yeah. And I probably would have before, but I'm definitely going to be yeah. all of my people together because I feel like I've really missed that. That's the thing. That to get, yeah, really missed been it. compromising and, and just having to put up with so much of nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think I think everyone is going to be in the same boat. It's just kind of just kind of seeing meeting people hugging and all the rest you know you can't you can't replace no. that with anything so. no I miss hugging I was yeah. a big hugger <laughs> it's I know but it's really awkward I miss now, hugging. right I know it's really awkward yeah. at the minute because I know say goodbye to my just, friends now and I'm like bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> instead yeah, of a big really kind odd. of bear hug yeah, yeah. absolutely oh, even my mum and dad I haven't even hugged them it's rubbish Oh, so rubbish anyway we're alive and we're happy and yeah and we still have businesses and we've got it better than a lot of other people so we are not going to moan at all and it's sunny yeah. so it's got to stop raining actually because it's, it's a bit shit when it starts raining so england sort your weather out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the podcast but i end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment so i don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and I love the movie The Eight Mile. And he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer. So that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So, Ray, what are the worst things about you? God, that's put me on the spot there. Um, yeah. I'm terrible at making decisions. <laughs> I I get uh, sidetracked quite a bit. I'm a bit of a mm. butterfly, and I like shiny things. Um, so focus is an is a bit of a, a thing for me. So maybe that's one of the things. And then um, I like classical music. Just a bit of off track there. <laughs> I think that's okay. That's that right? acceptable. I <laughs> yeah, I also get sidetracked, procrastinate too much. I'm usually okay with making decisions. Except for if I'm at a restaurant, I hate going to a restaurant that has hundreds of different choices. Give me three or four things and I'll pick off the menu. But if it's got 500, I'll just be, ah. For hours. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do that at all. But other than that, no, I think that's totally acceptable. They're not bad things. You're okay. Well, Ray, thank, thank you. you so much for being on the podcast. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Ray. Bye. Thanks very much, Denise. Bye.